Welcome in to another episode of Inside Boxing Live. I am Dan Canobio. He is the former world champion, Chris Algieri. And today, we are breaking down a big fight at 140 pounds. The return of Ryan Garcia taking on Oscar Duarte. You can watch that over on the zone. And we also have some big news out of lightweight division. Devin Haney has vacated his belts. He vacated one of them, the WBC belt, and now he's vacated the other three as he's going to step in the ring with Regis Progre in just a matter of days as fight season is in full force. Chris, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I was waiting for this Devin Haney announcement to finally drop. But uh, yeah, man, we got a bunch of good fights left in, in the rest of the rest of the month. So I'm I'm still I'm still happy about 2023 for for the boxing landscape. Yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, this month is is great. I mean, we're, great we're not even in December yet. Uh, we got Ryan Garcia this weekend. Uh, Mick Conlon versus Jordan Gill also in the afternoon. That's a nice little fun fight at 126. I want to say Devin versus Regis uh, next weekend. Uh, Showtime has uh, Morell coming back. There's uh, Jake Paul versus Andre August. I'll be on the call alongside Ariel Hawani and Todd Grisham. Uh, that's in Orlando on regular zone. And then uh, there's Inouye, and of course, there is the Day of Reckoning of, uh, in Saudi Arabia. Um, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, Dimitri Bivol, Jarrell Miller, all the big names. It's crazy, man. It never ends. It's a wild sport, and I feel like November was a little bit of a break. Maybe end of October, a little bit of a break, but now we're going right to the end of the year. Right to the very bitter end, riding this wave of 2023 boxing. Boxing never sleeps, and neither does Inside Boxing Live, baby. We, we don't sleep, bro. We don't sleep. Yesterday, the office, a couple of the guys were talking like, oh, man, can't wait for Christmas. And, like, you know, off-season, baseball off-seasons, you know, once the trades get made, it might slow down a little bit. I'm just sitting there like, dude, there's, like, a fight on Christmas Eve Eve. There's a fight on Christmas, day after Christmas. There's a fight the 29th. It just never ends. But we love covering the sport, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, before we get to Ryan Garcia and Oscar Duarte, Devin Haney, and all that good stuff, Chris, you know the NBA season is in full effect? What's your NBA team? Knicks. Yeah. Knicks are in the in-season tournament right now. Uh, they've got to play the Bucks. They're trying to raise a banner, not for a world championship, for the in-season tournament. But you can bet on all the NBA games with the DraftKings Sportsbook. This new week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball, uh, win or lose. You get an instant dub. So right now, go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code IBL. That's our code. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 uh, on basketball, only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code IBL. The crown is yours. Now it's time. The longest disclaimer in the history of sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Please play responsibly. If you're in Connecticut, help us available for problem betting. Call 888-789-7777 or you can visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Bravo, bravo. Slow clap. Slow clap. Slow, ladies and gentlemen, he did it. Slow clap, heavy breathing. A little bit, I'm coming over a little bit of a like a like a bug. I had some type of cough. I was I had the flu last week. So oh, I was worried man. about that that read. 
still got a cough, and, and my lungs aren't what they used to be. My lungs aren't Algeria, aged 30, coming off Provodnikov, heading into Pacquiao. Your, your lungs aren't Algeria rounding 40 either, smoking a cigar a day. You're not even that good. Eating red meat <laughs> like it's going out of style. Oh, I got I got a big chuck roast thawing out right now for for dinner time. How many days a week do you eat red meat? Four? No, five at least. Five. Five, probably six. The kidneys are crying for help. Nah, kidneys are great. Good. Protein, protein levels protein. are high. Protein levels are high. Maybe I should be eating red meat. More red meat. I, you you would put on some good muscle, I would I would believe. Twenty twenty four, I'm gonna be jacked. Tomorrow, right? Tomorrow you'll be jacked. Tomorrow is another starts day. Monday. Diet starts the Monday. Diet starts Monday. No, I really am. I really am. Going to change change up some things. Let's talk about the bigger news uh, before we get to Ryan Garcia, Oscar Duarte. Uh, Devin Haney with his fight looming very soon with uh, Regis Progre. Loves to keep his name in the headlines. Is very good at that. And declined, or I should say, Devin Haney vacated his titles at 135. He already vacated the WBC strap, which was won by Shakur Stevenson. Up for grabs is the IBF, the WBA, and the WBO. Now, Chris, this division kind of messy right now, but if you take a look at some of the players that are involved, some of the names, some of the matchups, we can have some pretty fun matchups. Let's take a look at the current landscape at 135 now that Devin Haney has vacated those belts. WBC, Shakur Stevenson. IBF, looks like Lomachenko is going to be fighting George Cambosos in April for the vacant WBF straps. You have to wait till April for that one. The WBO... Lomachenko's rated number one, so he's not going to be able to fight for both. So then Denny's Berenchik, who's ranked number two, will most likely fight Isak Cruz, who's ranked number three, but Isak Cruz is linked to Javante Davis, which brings me to the WBA. Javante Davis is the super champ, and what the WBA likes to do, Chris, is they like to elevate their super champs to regular champs. Javante love Davis, the email champions. They right. love their email champions. They love their email champions. And what did Javante Davis tweet? Not even an hour before we sat down to record this. I don't want that shit. There you go. Algeria's oh. on it. This guy's following Twitter just as much as I am. So it's a messy situation, but these are some fun names. Lomachenko, you got Javante Davis, you got Cambosos, you got uh, William Zepeda should be in that mix. Emmanuel Navarrete could jump. Shakur Stevenson. How about Mortataya? He should be in that mix, man. There's that kid is names. tough. There's a ton of names. It's the, one of the most glamorous divisions in boxing, 135 pounds. Even with names like Devin Haney leaving, Ryan Garcia leaving, Teofimo leaving, it's still a fun division, and there's three titles up for grabs, and titles do mean something. I don't care what Javante Davis says. Oh, yeah, they do. So what do you think about this division? There they are. I, I like it. I'm excited. So th this is like a uh, a King of the Hill situation, right? You said it's messy. I like messy. Mm. This is a fight game, man. We're, we're, we got guys who are going to fight each other. It should be messy. Good. Unleash those titles. Let them all scramble out. Let's all fight it out. I like guys fighting. So, and this weight class is, is even, like you said, even though we've lost a lot of the big name guys, the, the quote unquote superstar guys, um, we still have a very deep division. Like you said, Shakur, Lomachenko, Gervonta, De La Santos is now a player. Who no one's gonna want to fight. Um, his stock is Mortatia, unfortunately pretty low. What's that? I feel like Diego Santos' stock is low, but he's still a name. Yeah, he's still a name, but he's also really good, and mm. I think he beats a lot of these guys. Yep. It's just gonna be tough to get to get those fights off. Frank of his Martin, last Frank Martin, Keyshawn Davis. I know he's he's in trouble right now. He's in hot water because of, of the marijuana the, thing. He spoke but like, to Blunt. Give him a break. Who cares? Right? Who cares? He'll be back. Hey, listen. How about a guy like Maxi Hughes? Maxi Hughes is, is a is a tough, tricky guy, and he might be able to knock off one of these guys. He might be able to grab a title, oddly he enough. He beat Cambosos. 
Exactly. And Cambosis is fighting for a title against Lomachenko. Right. Because of name so, recognition. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the weight class is it's fun. There's a lot of good fights that can be made. Zapata is always fun. I, I, I want to see him win with, with everybody because he's going to make for fun fights until he gets knocked off. But um, yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, this this isn't isn't the best division in the world, but it's damn good. And it's going to be fun to watch these guys scramble for these belts. It's got two of the better fighters of today and two of the bigger names, Shakur Stevenson yeah. and Javante Davis. Javante Davis is the one that we're all going to um, navigate towards to um, the WBA super champ has zero intentions on collecting belts, made it very known with that tweet has made it very known with his behavior over the last two to three years. Doesn't care about the belts. Doesn't need to. Doesn't be, need to. Doesn't need to. He can fight Frank Martin um, f- for a non-title. He could fight Isak Cruz for a non-title. He can fight Stevenson, but that's going to come along with the title. His thing is, Toronto Davis, I can fight whoever I want. If there's a title that comes along with it, so be it. But I will generate so much more money f- doing the current business model that I have. But I just think eventually, why not? want to collect some belts like why not do both like floyd did both floyd earned top dollar collected belts when the dust settles on javante davis's career don't you think there's going to be part of him it's like oh this guy was a legitimate two division world champion or a race sold out you can be pound for pound you can be one of the best knockout guys you can be one of the best uh, highest earner and you can also solidify the other side the history book so i think javante has this this Right now, this is his thing, but why not erase all doubt so so everyone can just be like, all right, this guy's for real. I disagree. I don't think he needs to. The difference between him and Floyd is power. The guy knocks people out. He the guy sells tickets. He doesn't need, he doesn't need to talk a lot. He doesn't need to do a lot of stuff outside the ring. He doesn't need belts. He knocks people out. People tune in. He's one of the highest selling guys out there today. And Floyd wasn't. Floyd had to get the belts. Bernard Hopkins was in the same boat. Bernard was like, once you get a belt, you got to hold a belt because. Bernard wasn't that exciting, especially later in his career. So he had to hold on to those belts. He had to vie for the belts. He had to, he had to speak up for the belts. Javante is the exact opposite. He's like, I don't need those damn belts. I'm going to knock this guy out. People are going to buy tickets. They're going to tune in. They're going to love it. That's, you know, he might get thrown in jail in between fights. People love that too. So there's a lot of things that he has that makes him very different from a Floyd Mayweather where belts matter even less. Listen, I'm a guy that thinks belts matter. Um, but listen, once you've already had belts, money matters more. And yeah. I think Gervonta's on the money train. It's one less fee that he has to give out, these three, 3% sanctioning fees. Mm-hmm. My point being is like, all right, eventually he's going to fight Shakur Stevenson, right? Eventually he's going to fight Devin Haney. Eventually he's going to fight Tiafimo Lopez. All those guys don't subscribe to what Gervonta Davis subscribes to business-wise. They have belts. So he's just going to be fighting for a belt by by just because he wants those bigger yeah. fights. Well, like his career doesn't have to progress that way. Right. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't have to chase belts. He's the belts are going to come to him because of the fights and the, and the name guys he's going to have to fight in order to to get to that that maximum upper echelon. So he's level. not going to play the games. No, no mandatories. I'm not paying you three percent. I'm not you know the mandatories is the biggest thing. It's it's that's what's stopping him. I think is because when you have a mandatory, you got to take a fight that's not going to make you the top dollar. But then again, he he can fight anyone, and I feel like he would do big numbers. Yeah, I will. But also, you I mean, but when you're trying to maximize when you're at his level, you don't want to get knocked off by a mandatory because that can happen too. anybody can have a great night. You know, can both speed Tiafimo? I think that could only happen that one night that ever happened. <laughs> I don't think that they, if they fought 100 times, I think Tiafimo wins 99 of them. So uh, you never know. And the man- mandatory sometimes can 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 get over on you and you're you're making less money. You know, why not go for the biggest, baddest guys in the world? I, I always had that mentality. I always rather I'd rather fight the biggest, and the baddest guys. Um, 
you know, because you never know what can happen any, any night. It's a fight. So if Javante Davis doesn't have any interest in being elevated, say he declines it, then Isak Cruz, William Cepeda are next in line. Isak Cruz ranked first. Um, but he can go ahead and fight Davis. I know Frank Martin is also rumored. It. He doesn't have to do anything to Who? get it. He has it. Davis. He says, I don't want that shit. He's, it's a tweet. He's going to take the belt. So he takes the belt, then he has to pay the fees. Yeah, yeah Mitchell will do it. I hope he does. I hope he does. Because then it, it, the thing with the Davis, as we've said this so many times, is like he has all the talent in the world. He's uh, he's. I want him to be on top 10 pound for pound list. The only thing preventing him from doing that is like is the other part of the game right now, is the, the traditional, collecting the belts, fighting but the biggest getting a names. belt in the email is not going to help. No, 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 no. But it's going to, I mean, yeah. it's going to, he'll have the, the full WBA belt and say he fights um, Shakur down the line. Shakur keeps his WBC or, and then Shakur, say, beats the winner of Lomachenko Camposos. Then all of a sudden, it's like a three-belt unification. And that, and at that point, if Tank wins, not that this matters to everyone, he is the unified lightweight champion. Undis- like, there's no dispute about it. So you can erase any doubt that's been lingering over Javante Davis's head by some in the traditional boxing media. You know who cares about belts and is going to be in control of that? Al Heyman. Al Heyman. Yeah, he did tweet Al that ca- too. Erica, Al cares about belts. Of course he does. So, they mean they they mean something. They, the fighters hate it because they got to pay the fees, and but the. They're, they're, they are significant. They do hold weight. They do make the fights they, bigger. They, 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 they matter. They, they matter. matter. They, and like they, I said, some... he's not going to deny the, the, the email. He's going to get it, whatever. Well, even if he doesn't, it's it's nice to see a guy like William Zapata, Frank Martin. This is the WBA uh, rankings. Cruz 1, Zapata 2, Frank Martin 3, Lomachenko 4, uh, Keyshawn Davis 7, Floyd Schofield, who's fighting this week and on the Ryan Garcia card. Um yeah, so that's Cruz what's Cepeda's going on. Cepeda's a fun fight. Cepeda needs to be in the mix. That guy deserves a title shot. He is all action. Throws over 1,000 punches a fight. He needs to be in there. You said Cruz needs to start fighting. Um, Shakur needs to stop tweeting. Lomachenko versus Camboso. So got to wait till April for that. So it's an interesting division that could see a lot shake out. And we could see some huge fights with Toronto Davis, we can see some fun fights like Shakur versus the winner of Camposo Slomachenko. And then you have like the Isak Cruz's and the Zapata's and uh, Frank Martin's who are very good role players in this whole thing. What do you think about Devin Haney? Part of that report from ESPN said that he wants to fight just once at 140 and then go right up to 147 and become a three division world champion. Did you catch that? I read something about that. I didn't realize that that's what he meant. Um, I, I don't see the reason to rush. Um, that's kind of a, uh, a weird thing to do. Although 140 tends to get, that kind of gets passed over pretty quick by most guys. I'm thinking about like De La Hoya, like he, he had a, a short stint at 40, went to 47. I mean, there's always bigger money at 47. So if they're chasing the bag, that makes a little bit of sense. But also there's a bunch of killers at 40 right now. So uh, I don't think that's a good look. It really like it makes it look like you don't want to. It looks it makes it look like you want to get away from the guys at forty. It makes it look like you want to get away from the guys at thirty five who are coming up. Then you go chase the money at forty seven because forty seven there there's a bit of a vacuum created. But also like, dude, you want to go fight Jaron Ennis? No, Jaron Ennis. Want to fight no. Danny Onis? No, no. What are we What are we talking about here? This is this is this is this is this is um this is Devin just using media pre fight buzz. Yeah, yeah. This is, this We're is inside of ten days. Stuff. We're inside of ten days of his fight. Vacating the belts. Marketing. 
It's great. I mean, it's very smart. Haney is, we've been over this, very smart business-wise guy. Does everything the right way. I don't think he'll move up to 147 right away. There's no rush. I agree with you. Like, 140 is where some huge fights are. I mean, he gets this belt. I mean, there's we're setting up fights with Ryan Garcia. We're setting up fights with Tifuma Lopez. Um, no one wants to mention Subaru Matias' name, but he's the, one of the other champions. Like, there are massive fights at 140. 147, let that all play out. Like, let Crawford vacate um, more of his belts. Let Stanionis figure it out. Let Boots figure it out. Other than that, like, who's really at 147? Am I leaving anyone out? Uh, apparently Pacquiao's making a return, so oh, maybe 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 Haney's going to go jump up and fight Pacquiao right away. I wouldn't be surprised about that. Good gracious. Stop. Good gracious. Manny, right. just, stop. Just, just stop. Do your exhibitions and go that route. Fight, fight Floyd in an exhibition and then just stop. You're not fighting anymore. Um, so that's with Devin Haney, and that, that was some interesting news. Um, but chalk it up to, to a lot of pre-fight buzz, which I do think that fight is trending in the right direction. Haney versus Pro Gray. Um, I think there's a lot of interest in it. I don't know how it will perform on pay-per-view. I know those ticket sales are, are going pretty well. That's good to hear. I mean, it's a good fight. I think it's a good fight. If a good fight, an important fight. Um, you got two guys who have a lot of a lot of uh, are their characters in the sport. As uh, uh, you know, so that face-off stuff really, I think, really helped push push it because Progre has been uh, a star. He's in awesome kind of, in, in those situations. Like he's really good at that. Um, I mean, we'll see how we perform on fight night because stylistically they do not they do not match up well. I did a deep dive on them this week in terms of yeah. uh, tape study. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope the fight sells and does well on in numbers because it is an important fight. Yeah, it's in San Francisco, and we'll have plenty on that next week. All right, the fight this weekend, biggest fight over over in Texas. Ryan Garcia is taking on Oscar Duarte. It's Ryan Garcia's first fight. Since losing to Tank Davis, it's his first fight with new trainer Derek James. It's a big moment. Ryan Garcia is now in another class. He is coming off of a massive pay-per-view. Um, we'll see if his superstar status matches his talent. It's like That's been a discussion his entire career. But he is now has one super fight under his belt. He is in the upper echelon of boxers today. There's no doubt about that. He is the one that can call shots despite not having a belt, despite losing because of the money that he generated with Tank Davis. So I'm interested in this fight because I don't think this fight is a pushover by any means. I, I've been looking at the Oscar Duarte tape, looking at the numbers. Oscar Duarte is very tough. This is gonna. I think this is going to be a, a fun, fun fight and not a pushover for Ryan. I um, initially, when I first heard about the fight, I was like, ooh, and I kind of looked real quick into Duarte. I'm like, all right, this is what I'm talking about. Sturdy guy, tough guy, good knockouts, um, good looking, good younger guy in shape. I'm like, all right, yeah, we got we got to fight. Then I did my little tape study. Mm. This is a hand picked, tailor made opponent. Matchmakers know exactly what they're doing. They looked at this guy, and they looked at what Ryan does well. He falls for every 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 hole he has plays right into Ryan Garcia's hands. Okay. If if Ryan can really Ryan carries his punch. From 30 and 35 up to 40, this fight ends in two rounds. Two the rounds. Gets hit with left, the kid gets hit with left hooks. He trades. He, tra he First of all, he's a slow, brawler. slow feet. He is a brawler. Slow Duarte. hands. Methodical. Walks forward. Zero jab. She does not close the distance at yeah. all with the jab. Just moseys his way in. Very slow. Very slow. It's Ryan's speed. Ryan's all, all speed. And Ryan doesn't have a jab either, um, regardless of what he says. But he's got a great judge of range with the left hook. And this kid gets hit with left hooks. 
the, the one fight that he lost, he got we got rocked with a left hook yeah. by a guy who can't punch. Ryan can punch. So, and if Ryan can punch at 140, this fight ends very early. We'll see. And it becomes a blowout fight. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you talk about um how he's handpicked Taylor Mead for Oscar Duarte. Uh, Oscar Duarte is for for Ryan Garcia. Um, counterpoint to that, Oscar Duarte is a body puncher. 48% of his landed punches are body shots. What stopped Ryan Garcia in his last fight? Body shot. I like that. I like that that Golden Boy went out and found a guy that is strong. He might be slow. Throws 67 punches around. Brawler. Only lands one jab per round. So does Ryan Garcia. 90% of their combined landed punches are power shots, the two of them. I like that Golden Boy went out and found someone that hammers to the body is going to come in and come forward to on Ryan Garcia to see if Ryan has that one-punch knockout in there. But the thing, the one caveat is that Duarte, his, the majority of his career is spent at 135. He's coming. This is his first fight at 140. There is some hand-picked aspects to this fight, but it's not a full-blown get-back fight. It's not a full-blown um, stay busy. I think... Ryan will be parts of this fight where he will be tested and will be able to see if he has made strides with Derek James. I disagree. I think it's a total handpick. I think it's a total handpick. I think if Ryan struggles with this guy, then we got a lot more problems to deal with. And Derek has Derek James has a lot more problems to deal with because, like I said, this guy, I mean, the, the, the speed alone. I actually think I, I and there were some interviews about guys who sparred both guys and they said that Duarte can really punch. He might actually punch even harder than Ryan. Mm. But the speed, he's so slow, dude. Slow hands, slow feet. He's he's right in front. And you talk about the body punching. He's not going to get anywhere near Ryan. Well, that's the be- thing. If Ryan decides I'm on a brawl with this guy and and because that's what Duarte wants to do. That's the only thing he knows to do. If Ryan decides I'm on a brawl with this guy, he's going to have he's going to make it a lot harder for himself. If he can do that long range, maybe, or he's gonna he's gonna blast him out, or he's gonna starch him because the left hook is real, and okay. the, I'm telling you, the kid's open for it. Well, if if, he, if I'm saying if he doesn't starch him in two or three, which yeah. Ryan tends to want to do, if this fight goes late. Ryan's Ryan. That's might be what I mean. Like like, what's the fight he had? Um, yeah. I was at that fight. Well, no, the fight his first fight to go. That guy was in there looking to survive. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but that guy to, ran. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying Togo's going to fight the same way as Duarte, but it was very clear that Ryan Garcia wanted a knockout, one of the most highlight real knockouts. He tends to look for those early on. If he does that with Duarte and he looks to brawl, he's going to have he's going to have issues. So then, I think his best way to win the fight is to stay in the middle of the ring. Use, I know he doesn't have a great jam, but he can use that. He likes to put it out there. He pauses with it. Yeah. Right. You use that the range that, finder. Use that. You're you're bigger. You're taller. You have a, a, advantages in, in height and reach. So use that. And do like a hybrid. You know, maybe Derek James can do that. He does that with Jamel Charlo pretty well, that hybrid style where, with punching power and a little bit of boxing. I'm interested to see that too. You know, first fight with Derek James and Ryan Garcia, they, it, it's been several months, eight months since the tank fight. Ryan Garcia's in the news every single week. It's nice to see what he has inside of the ring. Like, how is he going to mold with Derek James, in your opinion? I think Derek James is a great coach, and I actually was thinking about this. That I, I think it's a uh, a very mature move on Ryan's part to put himself in in a camp and a gym culture like that of Derek James. Derek James is a he's a no nonsense guy. He's very regimented, and that's one of the I think one of the one of the problems, one of the complaints that trainers have had with Ryan. He kind of wants to do his own thing. Um, Joe Goosen said, "You don't train Ryan Garcia; you, you train with him, or something like that." Crazy line. I'm like, well, you're not doing that with Derek James. Uh, he's he's telling you what time you're coming to the gym and he's going to tell you what to do and you better you better damn do it. 
And uh, I think also being around all those killers, being uncomfortable, I think is really important for Ryan too. So I, I like the maturity shown by Ryan to to pack his bags and 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 to go to Texas for the this training camp. And it could have it could have a major effect. I think the culture more than anything is probably gonna have an effect. But also having a a, a stern coach like like a Derek James who's gonna tell you how it is and tell you what you need to do. And he's a game plan guy too. He's gonna he's gonna have uh, the game plan set. And I agree with you. I think Ryan needs to needs to. I think Ryan needs to go back to what he was really good at, where he was fighting at that middle range. But he's a counterpuncher. With Javante, he went after him the whole night. Bad idea, because Javante's a counterpuncher and he's a very good counterpuncher. And, right. and, he, and he detonates those those bombs. And once he finds a home for it, and he's got a homing missile. But Ryan is more of that. Paul, Paul, Paul. Keep you on the outside as you step in, half step back, check hook, bang. With a guy like Duarte. That's the, that's the perfect game plan. The guy's yep. coming forward. He's coming and forward. And he's not coming forward with a jab. So he's not he's not disguising his 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 closing of that critical distance. So Ryan's gonna have those op- those opportunities to fight like he used to, where he can paw with that left jab, step back and, and check that left hook and look for the openings. We'll see if Derek James could add a little bit to that. Because Derek James is an offensive coach. He's not he's not a, just a counterpuncher. He's a counterpunch guy and then he explodes and goes into offense. So I'm yeah. sure I'm curious if they can hybrid, like you said. If he can find that check hook, boom, he gets the guy a little bit stunned or hits him with a good shot and then follow up behind the jab. Bang, bang, bang. Like how the Charlos do, like how Spence does. So it would be interesting to see if Derek James can have that effect with just one camp. I'm interested because you talk about Ryan Garcia and 90% of the time we're talking about everything outside of the actual fights that he's in. So I'm curious. I want to see rounds from Ryan. I want to see um, improvements. I want to see how serious he's taking it. So far, so good. Everything I'm hearing out of uh, Houston um, with Derek James. I think Ryan Garcia has moved full-time to Texas, out of California, out of those um, distractions. And he's a big name. I know people still to this day are still criticizing Ryan Garcia. That part is odd to me because I feel like he pushed to make the Javante Davis fight. Uh, the biggest complaint I get from boxing fans is one of the big fights going to be made when these young guys are going to fight each other. Ryan Garcia made that push to fight Javante Davis. Didn't come out on top. Still was in the ring. Yet, I still see him get disrespected, and I still see him get criticized nonstop by boxing fans. Um, I don't know when he gets his respect. I, when do you think Ryan Garcia gets respect? It's not going to come in this fight, but, but uh, do you see the same thing that I'm seeing? When does Ryan Garcia start to get respected by fans? Yeah. There's going to be two ways. <clears throat> well, three. Although it might never happen. Um, one, he's got to win a title. Two, he's got to beat a name opponent. And three, he's got to put that 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 quitting to the body in, in the rear view very, very far away. People do not like that. Fans hate that shit. But that's Mexicans a body especially. shot. Body shots are hard. Yeah, but he said afterwards, dude, he said, I could have got up. Mm-hmm. He should have kept his damn mouth shut. He He... He shot himself and us, guys like you and me who are defending him, in the foot by saying that. Like, come on, man. Just, yeah, body shots hurt. Body shots suck. Guys get knocked out by body shots. It happens. But you can't say I could have got up. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I had an injury going in. I could have got up. And as soon as you said that, it's like, all right, well, that, that go, that, that, there goes every argument. You just so told us. Win so, a title. Get over the body shot. What was the third? Beat a name guy. I gotta mean, beat a name guy. Starts... You gotta beat a Javante. You gotta beat a, a Lomachenko. You gotta beat uh, a Shakur Stevenson. You gotta beat a Zapata. You gotta beat a crew. You gotta beat a name guy. Yeah, it starts with this fight. Um, to get back to that, because I think I'm happy he's fighting before the end of the year. Um, he could have took that thirty million and went into next year and went right into a bigger fight. 
uh, this fight will do will help his development towards the what you just said, and we'll see because I think he's setting himself up for huge fights. There's reasons why um, there's talks with him and Tiafimo. There's reasons why there's talks with him and Haney and Roley Romero. He's always going to be linked to big names, even UFC guys. He's linked to Sean O'Malley's name because he is a bona fide star. Uh, the dude sells. He was part of a, a pay-per-view that did 1.2 million buys. So, therefore, he's going to find himself in fights that he probably shouldn't be in. So, therefore, he might as well try to win those and gain some respect. Because it seems like that's what he wants. It seems like he, he says he wants a title. And he, he's he's past the social media. I'm past all that game. And I'm focused on boxing. I'm with Derek James. I moved to Houston. I, th- I, I think we'll see next year. Um some bigger names. Can he get those wins? That's that's the, been the main thing of his career. Yeah, I mean, he can always secure a, a super fight because, like, he, all for all the reasons you said, he is a bona fide star. He's a crossover star. He brings money to the table. Um, he's always in the news. He's he's very very good at marketing, whether social media or not. Um, but he's also super talented, which is something that we haven't really spoke about you know, on this episode, although we have in many in many in the past. He's a super talented guy. I mean, he's got he's got next level speed. He's, I mean, at the lighter weights, he had incredible power. We'll see if he can bring that up with him to 40. I, he's going to need it because that's a big aspect of, of, of what he does really well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, the, hopefully the maturity that I said he's showing by by moving camp and hooking up with a guy like Derek James, you know, is is has a good ROI, return on investment, because it, it would can make a lot. It can make a lot out of him if he has a, a good coach and a and a and a, a more um a more well-rounded boxing style rather than just speed and a left hook. Mm-hmm. Because even when he fought Gervonta in the biggest fighter's career, all he had was speed and a left hook. Gervonta said that, and that's, that's crazy. He right? went out there, and that's what he did. And it still happened <laughs> you know? like that. He didn't change anything. He was, he was still throwing left hooks with his right hand down. You know, he was still winging with his chin up in the air. It, right. it made it, it was no different. Just like Gervonta said, it was going to be. Um, if those changes can be enacted, yeah, Ryan Ryan can be a legitimate. Uh, a title contender. Yeah, I think boxing's more exciting with Ryan Garcia active and in the mix. Absolutely. Mixing it up with some of these bigger names, creating mega fights. That's good for the sport. It's good for the health of the sport. Uh, the betting lines on this one, uh, Duarte is a plus 310 underdog. Not that wide. Ryan Garcia minus 425. Um, I like the over. Uh, Chris doesn't. Eight and a half for the over-under. Ryan Garcia by decision, you can get that for plus 300. Ryan by KO is minus 150. So that's the favorite. People are saying he's going to stop this guy uh, who's yeah. never been stopped, um, but is coming up from 135. That is the big fight this weekend. Ryan Garcia wins. He will find himself in bigger fights. Um, there are some other fights over in the, I think in Ireland, UK, Ireland, Europe. That continent, um, Mick Conlon versus that place over there. Over there, earlier in the day on the zone, you can watch Mick Conlon fight Jordan Gill. I like Mick Conlon. Um, he's coming off of some pretty bad losses, so he needs to get back in there. Um, O'Hara Davies was supposed to fight our guy Ishmael Barroso. Oh, oh, that sucks. What the hell happened? When, how do you not get your visa in order the week of the biggest fight of your life? Like, what happened? Hey, what, here? what is he? He's coming from the from the UK over to Ireland. No, what, no. what's going? On? O'Hara Davies was supposed to fight Barroso on the undercard of Ryan versus Duarte. Oh, so it's come over here. This is supposed oh, to okay. fight for the, the I don't know what that Davies was versus Barroso was supposed to be for the interim WBA 140 title that Roley had to relinquish because of back problems. What a shame! But like, how does Golden Boy let this happen? One, how does Davies 
not be on top of this too. I know there's some McKinahan stuff involved. Like I know that oh Harry Davis has has MTK, um, has had MTK. Um, yeah, well that's that's stuff on their side. That's something they're, that's the something they're supposed to take coming care of. over here. But like reading that, it's kind of a bummer. Like I, it's not the best card. It's not the deepest card. This Ryan Garcia card. But I was well, that somewhat wasn't, that wasn't a great fight. Either, no, but I was but... like, all right, at least we'll give us some clarity. We'll figure out if Barroso can get some, uh, you know, justice for what happened. Poor Barroso, <laughs> man, he is snake bitten. Poor guy. <laughs> I mean, he's already looks. I mean, he already hates the jokes that he looks like he's seventy. Yeah, he posted a picture he's, from he's like, the. He's like my age, by the way. Yeah, no, which is nuts. He posted a picture from the airport earlier in the week while the fight was still on, and he looks just—he looked like he was seventy-five. Haggard, haggard, haggard old man. Older was, man. He could fight his way right into a title at one forty, which is nuts. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he, he might finally be a world champion. They wild. should put Barroso in with Subrio Matias, the people's uh, the people's no, and the people's main event. The, no, they shouldn't. That'd be funny. We uh we we interviewed uh, Matias on the Spanish network Spanish side of Pro Box on I think it was Tuesday. You know and he just fought. He looked like he gained thirty pounds. He was he's a big dude, man. I like to, I don't know anything about his personal life, Matias. I know what he is inside the ring. He seems like a pretty chill dude and like he's oh, he's had some rough rough stuff happen to him in his past. I heard about that too. Danger, yeah, dangerous, very very dangerous lifestyle, very dangerous stuff. But is he like a partier? He's such a warrior. Um, I don't know if he's a party. Or Wild I think he just, man. He just cuts uh, cuts a lot of weight. I think you know when I think of guys blowing up in weight between fights, I synonymous with like enjoyer, like Duran style, like party, yeah. live it up, eat, be merry, then cut crazy amount of weight. A lot of times when you cut a lot of weight and then you go back to eating like just regular food, you just swell up. Also, you're getting punched in the face, you know, over the over. The, yeah, he got hit a lot that he night. Still, yeah. So his face look did look a little puffy and swollen, but that could be also that could be carbs, that could be the punches, it could be combination, and just just systemic inflammation from uh, eating a lot and then also getting punched. All right, I like Ryan Garcia by decision. Um, and you can get that by at plus three hundred. That's my official pick this weekend. How about you, Chris? Nice. Um, Go stick with your guns. Ryan and two. I'm my guns. Yeah, and I got I got Ryan by KO. Um, under six or over six? Uh, I'd say under six. Wow. Wow. You can probably get. Listen, that I like Ryan. Him. I hope he goes out there and 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 looks good. But honestly, good for boxing. it might help him if the fight does go longer and he gets some experience and gets in there and gets pushed a little bit. I don't think it's a good sign for his future with this guy particular matchup. But I think it's good for. Um, a good for him in terms of his growth and his mental and his psychology to kind of be in top. Maybe he get banged around a little bit and and, and hang top and get mean, in there yeah. and, st and still pull away. Yeah, show me some rounds. I want to see some rounds from this kid. He hasn't, besides the tank fight, I mean, he, we're going years with, with between fights. Uh, I, I yeah. like to see rounds. I want to see him pushed. I want to see him go land combinations. I want to see him get hit with combinations. I want to see him it's in the weird. seventh round. We're still round. talking about his development. We're talking about him in mega fights. And we're talking about his development because he's still not a world champion. He still not, hasn't been a world yeah, champion. Twenty five. Like, we're we're still talking about his development. He's only twenty five. So I do think if this fight does go a little bit deep and he does have some have to dig deep a little bit, I think for his development it's a good thing. But I think in terms of style matchup and and his future at these weight classes and fighting these big name guys, dude, you you got to get a guy like this and put him away. Yeah. If you don't, you got to start. You got to stop calling out rematches with Devante. You got it. You you need you need more time. So. That's 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 where I'm at. I, I listen again. I like the kid. I want him to do well. I think he's really good for the sport, just like you said. Um, but if you're going to be talking about mega fights, you got to blast the Duarte out. Yes, 
Totally agree. Well, we will see what happens this Saturday, and we'll talk about it after Saturday on another episode of Inside Boxing Live. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Chris, go smoke your meats. Um, pause. Uh, hope everyone <laughs> protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up at all times. Stay out of those DMs. We're out.